Big absence felt for the Pelicans in their 105-101 loss to the Toronto Raptors. No, it wasn't Zion Williamson. It was, in fact, Josh Hart. And they really could have used him in this one. Also, don't leave Fred Van Vliet wide open. Let's talk about it in Monday's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of shows, which it was after better news, though the Pelicans losing to the Toronto Raptors 105-101. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're available on all platforms, including YouTube and available available five days a week talking about the biggest stories everything you want to know about this team no paywall just free pelicans talk subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on youtube as well leave a five-star review with a comment that really does help this keep it free in five days a week for you all and tell a friend about the show you don't want an uninformed fan friend just talking like they don't know anything i have a couple of those they text me all the time and i'm just like what are you guys doing here like, come on now. You know I host a show. They listen. They've gotten better with all of that. So, the Pelicans lose 105-101. Also, happy like start to official basketball season, right? With the Saints eliminated from playoff contention. That sucks. I hate the Rams. I hate Matthew Stafford. Roll Tide for the game tonight, just despite him for that reason with the Georgia Bulldogs. So, Pels lose 105-101. You know, it's kind of the same old, same old with this game, right? They fight hard against a good team. Toronto's kind of good right now. Fred Van Vliet should absolutely be an all-star. Dude's been on an an unbelievable scoring streak. Siakam is still very, very good. They're well coached. They're getting healthy and able to do some things they haven't been able to do in a while in terms of lineups. They're starting to roll. And New Orleans had a chance to steal this win on the road. You know, they had enough offense. They shot the ball well enough in this one. They got 22 points from Brandon Ingram, 20 and 17 from Valanciunas. They shot reasonably well from 336%. They shot better than the Toronto Raptors did from the field at 45%. They made their free throws. They finished with just 13 turnovers, which for them is kind of good. You know, but they just didn't have enough. And something that's really started to come up over these past couple of games, despite the team having fight, right, that'll get you somewhat far, but it's not just enough to win you games. You've got to play smart, execute. And they did not do that defensively in the fourth quarter against the Toronto Raptors. It kind of comes down right to like some degree one play, a minute 50 left. You have Pascal Siakam with the ball and the Pelicans decide to double him and it's late in the shot clock, like super late in the shot clock, and the Pelicans decide they want to double him for some reason. I'm not entirely sure why. Six, I haven't been playing it right here. Six seconds left. You know, he's going to have to just rip a three that's going to be somewhat contested. He's being guarded by Herb Jones. They bring Fred Van Vliet over. He's got Devontae Graham on him. They force a switch. So now you've got Devontae Graham on Pascal Siakam. You've got Herb Jones, who's trying to kind of straddle the line between Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. And he's actually doing a good job. I don't think this is plays as bad as some people were saying on Twitter. 
Fred Van Vliet kind of drifts away more towards the middle of the court. This is going on on the, the right side of the wing. He drifts more towards the middle of the court and then backwards a lot. And so they double Siakam, and I'm watching it here, and then he just passes it over the head of Herb Jones, who should be probably glued to Van Vliet here, who then drains an unbelievably deep three, almost a logo three. It was 34 feet, 35 feet. You can't leave Fred Van Vliet open. I agree with that. This is a guy who scored 32 points in this one. He, he was 8 of 17 from three. And on the next possession, he hit a 25-foot three that basically just all but ended the game. This one tied the game. The next one put the Raptors up by three. Yeah, you probably need to stay glued to him. Antonio Daniels said it on the broadcast of, you know, kind of defensive rules go out the window when a guy is that hot and has been on that much of a heater over the past two, three weeks, which is what Van Vliet's doing, just regularly scoring over 30 points per game. But at the same point, he's 34 feet back. Is he going to actually hoist that shot? Yeah, because when he started to, to take it, there were just three seconds left. But if he was even remotely near the three-point line, like even if a couple of feet behind it, not, you know, 10 feet behind it, you have a guy in Herb Jones who would have been able to contest it well. I actually think Herb did a decent enough job. It's just one of those kind of outlier situations where, yeah, you probably need to defend Van Vliet a little bit differently that, you know, that late in a clutch situation when you've actually got a three-point lead. But if you watch that again, and you can get it on the NBA Stats website, I'm watching it here, it's already up, right? You know, this is all free, too. He... Man, I don't know. Like, yeah, probably, but also probably not. But that's also Herb, who probably is a smarter defender than what we saw right there and has to know that the hot hand is Van Vliet. It's not like Siakam was bad in this one, right? He finished with just cool 29 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists on 3 of 5 shooting. But at least you want to try and make him take that... You know, it's not contested. He was shooting over Devontae Graham. He was undersized. He wasn't going to be contesting that if Siakam elevates and shoots it. But I'd rather probably have him take a three or a long two there than Fred Van Vliet, who was just scorching hot at that point in time. You know, and that's kind of what what would cost the team the game. Yeah, they fight hard, but you can't keep making some of these mistakes. You've seen a lot of defensive miscues for this team. You know, as coached hard as they are, I don't want to necessarily say up, coached up maybe, that they are by Willie Green, they're still lacking something in the basketball IQ department, and some of that stuff and understanding the scheme and game plan and what coach wants them to do hasn't really happened yet. I don't know if that's a coach not getting through to it or kind of figuring it out himself situation or just like a, a low basketball IQ thing, which is something we've dealt with here in New Orleans, right? For how many years? How many years? You know, you saw it, and we'll talk about it in the third segment, like no one could make a play down the end even though you could have had positioning and, and decided not to take it when it came to offensive rebounding. That's going to be in the third segment. They really could have used Josh Hart. But I want to get into the guard stuff coming up here next in today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans. But look, they could have won this one. But that defensive miscues and not, not having a guard that can, can do some work I think really hurts the team as well. So let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's New Year's, so that means you've got the, your New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about losing weight and getting fit and eating healthier, you've got to make sure that you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and it makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolutions because you know what? You're going to want to eat these things. They are so delicious. I eat one of these for lunch every single day. I don't like like a 
a big weighty lunch or anything like that. I've had these as a snack before, but I'm just kind of craving chocolate or candy. They taste so good. You're not going to realize you're eating something healthier for you than any of the other options that you could pick. They're covered in 100% real chocolate and most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to like anything else that you might eat. Built bar is going to be healthier. It's going to taste better. So keep some of these around for your New Year's resolutions to help making you uh, stick to those things. They're helping me too. So if you want to give them a try and you should go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at built.com. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. If you just decide that you're going to look through the box scores to try and figure out what happened, you're missing a lot of context. You're not going to get how big of a play that Fred Van Vliet 3 was. You're not going to really know that John Morant had one of the more crazier blocks you've ever seen in your life in that game. You need that kind of context around everything and what the biggest story, the most important takeaway is. And the local hosts who cover these teams like I do here on a daily basis know that better than anybody. So give a listen to Locked On Now. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. It's like 10 minutes long. There's no reason not to. All right, so we're talking about the Pelicans losing to the Toronto Raptors 105-101. Defensive miscues. Like, you can't you can't do that. You know, you got to know probably. You got to stick on Fred Van Vliet, even if it's a ridiculous shot. Ridiculous shot. And they actually defended it, I thought, reasonably well. But there were a couple other things that held them back in this game. You know, in the second half, it was those defensive miscues which doomed them. But in the first half, it was turnovers. This team still does not have someone to kind of lead the offense. Brandon Ingram, good passer. Court gravity can create for others that way, right? Same for Zion. But they're not point guards they're not he's not a point forward it's just more that court gravity means someone's going to be open and he's good enough to make the pass to the open man that's not orchestrating an offense that's not kind of creating space for your teammates in a way and things like that you know the guard play has been subpar here you know first you get it on the defensive side of the ball right I like Devontae Graham enough but his shooting's inconsistent. He doesn't give you the passing. He doesn't give you defense. He finished with just four assists on the night. In the first half, he had one. Garrett Temple started and plays with Josh Hart. Three assists in the first half. Combining for four isn't a way to win very many basketball games when you have a big man in Jonas Valanciunas who needs someone to get him the ball. Same for Brandon Ingram, too, right? He can't just play isolation all the time. He needs someone to orchestrate the offense, kind of organize the team a little bit for him, and he's not getting that from the guards here. It's been pretty bad and pretty rough, I think, right? Devontae Graham, 4 of 11 shooting, 11 points. That's bad efficiency. Garrett Temple, 3 of 10 for 8 points. That's not going to get it done either. And teams are really not playing those guys all that hard. Devontae Graham's going to draw some attention because of his three-point shooting. It's been up and down this year, though. If he has an off game like this, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit rough, and he needs to do a little bit more than just be an outlet guy for th- from three. He's three of eight. It's not terrible, but it's not amazing. For what they gave up for him, the role he needs, it's got to be a guy who's shooting 40% or so. I really think that. You know, if he was four of eight, we'd be feeling a little bit better, and maybe the Pelicans would have won. But more importantly than all of that, they need someone who can pass and create a little bit. You know, look, as much maligned as Alonzo Ball was here, it's a guy who would have fit a little bit better. 
he could at least make better passes and create for others with some nifty tricks than these guys and what they're doing, right? How many possessions do we have where Brandon Ingram doesn't touch the ball? How many times are there consecutive possessions when he doesn't touch the ball? Or Valanciunas? What about that possession in the third quarter, and it might have been the start of the fourth, where Nikhil Alexander-Walker just dribbled the ball the whole time, took a badly contested three that missed. That was it. No one else touched it after that initial pass to him once the ball came across the half court. Dribble, dribble, dribble. It was 15 times. Christian Clark of NOLA.com, the advocate, counted. You can't have guard play like that. Nikhil was 4-9 for 11 points. Like, in two assists, right? Like, at what point is there opportunity cost happening here? I don't think the Pelicans have many other options. Like, they really don't have other options that they can kind of turn to and say, okay, we're going to try this other guy instead of one of these players. They, they really don't. I wish they did, but they do not. Maybe it's Jose Alvarado, who was actually pretty good in this one, I thought. His defense is fun, right? Like, he's, he's just a bulldog on D, and I, I enjoy that. Six points from him. He made his two threes. You know, finished with two assists. Same as Nikhil. Does he need to be getting more minutes, and does Nikhil need to start to scale back a little bit? Because the guard play that they have is really bad this year, and in a league filled with quality guard play, uh, even with Zion, this would be harming them right now they need to figure that out that needs to be the biggest thing to try and look at at the trade deadline but the guard play has been rough right also 10 turnovers for the team in the first half just three in the second half but 10 in the first half and it came kind of all around they need one guy to handle the ball that doesn't make some of these mistakes to ease the pressure on some of these other guys and not force them into passes and roles that they are not comfortable doing or not capable of fulfilling you know chris paul would have made a ton of sense on this roster but he was never going to come here They need to sort this out somehow because it is also, along with the defensive miscues, really holding this team back right now. And if you want to try and stay in contention, and look, this is probably going to be a segment on the show at some point this week. The West is going to start to get kind of good. It's not amazing right now. The Western Conference is kind of blah right now, but the level of it is absolutely about to come back. You're about to see Jamal Murray back. You're about to see Anthony Davis back. You're about to see Kawhi Leonard back. Klay Thompson made his debut last night and looked good. And that might elevate the Warriors to being the best team in the league. Memphis, I don't remember the last time that they lost. There's really good teams there. Dallas has won six straight, by the way. Other teams are getting healthy. You're going to need to make a move soon and bring in some help if you want to try and win games and get into playoff contention. Because treading water like this and this brutal run of schedule they're on really might kind of end the season earlier than we'd like to see unless something changes soon so trade play play a guy like Alvarado more he was great on defense the one guy that really I I should have spent more time talking about him maybe we'll talk about him tomorrow should have spent more time talking about him because he was the only guy that could slow Fred Van Vliet down he had a couple of possessions like three straight where he just absolutely was like a straight jacket around the dude shut him down that was really impressive thing but coming up let's talk about the offensive rebounding why they were missing Josh Hart in this game that's going to be here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans before we get to that though today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online would love to wish you a happy new year as we continue Continue our march towards the playoffs and beyond. Happy new betting year, I should say. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all of sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to get started. Over 
on Herb Jones deals, they have all the fun player props and everything out there. So whether it's football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms five days a week, Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Absolutely free and here consistently every single day of the week. Now for your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints, Ross Jackson. You know, uh, breaking down everything black and gold, I was kind of disappointed about the season for a little bit, and I really started to think about the perspective around it. Four starting QBs. And they almost made the playoffs. If it wasn't like, you know, the Rams just being stupid idiots and people I dislike right now. Four starting QBs and you were almost in the playoffs. Man, that that's freaking impressive and a good season. And I, I know he's going to kind of take that spin on it and look at it. I'm looking forward to listening to his take on everything. Because I think he's one of the best in the business and really a guy that I trust when it comes to everything black and gold. So check out the Locked on Saints podcast. All right, but we are talking about the New Orleans Pelicans' happy official start of basketball season, right? 105-101 loss to the Toronto Raptors. So we went over defensive miscues really hurt them in this one. So did the, the guard play, less so than defensive miscues, and the one we're about to talk about here. The other reason this team got sunk in this game and wasn't able to steal the road victory, offensive rebounding. Whew. The Toronto Raptors had 15 offensive boards. It led to 24 second-chance points for them. In the final like minute of the game, the Pelicans had a chance to end a possession, and the Toronto Raptors took like I think they grabbed four offensive boards on it, three offensive rebounds on that one possession. New Orleans was just unable to get in position and close it out. This this is a lack of Josh Hart, right? Like the Pelicans are a very good defensive rebounding team. This is usually not an area that they struggle with. They're actually going into this game was the second best defensive rebounding team in the league by defensive rebounding percentage, which is better than defensive rebounds per game. Number two, they grab almost 80% of all available defensive boards. They're giving up basically an offensive rebound one out of every five. They're grabbing four, the opponent's grabbing one after an opponent missed shot. That's a really good number. Second best in the league. It's 79.3%. Wasn't, wasn't the case in this one, which is which is not a great thing. This is this is really just Josh Hart. Like I truly think that this one really was Josh Hart. The Pelicans had a 64% defensive rebounding percentage in this one. That is cer- certainly not going to get it done. 36% of all defensive rebounds went to offensive boards to the Toronto Raptors. It's a really bad number. They missed Josh Hart in this one. You know, he went on J.J. Reddick's podcast, Old Man in Three, to really kind of talk about his perspective and lease on life this year. He really hated playing for Stan Van Gundy last year. You could tell, right? And feels like a guy like Willie Green has kind of set him free and it's leading to some of his best basketball. And in this game, you really saw how key he is to this team. This is the guy we're all throwing in trades because one, it's it's like one of the more attractive pieces New Orleans has other than picks. They don't have a ton of those. It's kind of a one-year deal, so it seems like maybe they want to try and get something for him. Because if he plays like this and the team struggles when it comes to defensive rebounding in his absence, he's going to have a lot of leverage this coming off season, right? He knows how important he is to the team. You saw it in this game. They win with Josh Hart out there. I don't care what he does offensively. They win if he's out there just because he would have limited, say, the Toronto Raptors to 13 offensive boards. That probably would have been enough if he was out there doing that. He, like literally, pun intended here, like heart and soul the team right now to a degree. 
he embodies that kind of like blue collar ethic, just goes out and makes all the hustle stuff, never gives up to not have him out there due to contact tracing. Right. Not not a COVID positive himself, but contact tracing hurt this team. They lost because he wasn't out there, among other things, of course. But they could have overcome some of those because at times they weren't the worst things and they weren't all game long. They got some quality guard play at times. They weren't making defensive miscues every single time. But they didn't have Josh Hart out there at any point. They were missing him the whole time. He's been really important to the success of this team, the limited success that they've had. And they missed him in this one. You can't give up 15 offensive boards. You know, credit to Toronto. They actually got into position, right? But New Orleans needs to realize that and needs to fight harder for positioning down low and not let it so easy for guys to kind of get that inside track to be able to get the board. Now you have to rebound over to the top of them and you're not going to get that against Toronto, who kind of goes really tall at times. And in fact, you saw Jackson Hayes and Jonas Valanciunas out there to kind of combat that. They were out there together and it didn't really quite work. Jonas Valanciunas rebounded well. Jackson Hayes did not, but that's sometimes been an issue for him. Pelicans needed a guy to step up. They didn't. It's part of the reason why they lost the game because Josh Hart wasn't in this one. So let's talk a little bit more about Jose Alvarado tomorrow, maybe the Western Conference as well. And it's going to be a game day for the Pelicans as they take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. So thank you all very much for listening. Now for your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, it's free and available on all platforms. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.